What Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me. Yeah, me. At your next event, let me entertain you. I like to party with the people at the best times of their lives. You know, like weddings and parties. Everybody's there to be happy and have a good time. And I got to be a part of it all. I feel so good about that. Speaking of feeling so good about that, today on the program, I got a twofer. I got Meredith Corning and Sydney Rash. Who are they? Tra-la-la. Well, you get to know a little bit more about them in the next few minutes. So stick around. (laughs) This week's shows, well, due to the novel COVID-19 coronavirus that is currently taking hold of the entire planet, the uh, public shows that I have have been uh, canceled. Uh, The restaurants are closed. So the the regular show that I usually have on Friday nights at the the Rab and Thursday nights over at the Old Post Barbecue. Now, those places, at least the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, is still serving food. So, uh, you know, you can go through their drive through or you can call ahead and they'll meet you outside. So please, I mean, even if we're not having a karaoke show, I still love those people. You know, the, the old post barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas, they got great barbecue. Uh, try the ribs and the, the chicken wings are amazing. Smoked. Oh, just fantastic. So if you want some good food and for that matter, any of the, the little, for the most part, the mom and pop restaurants, a lot of them are staying open. For the delivery only or the drive-through only type of uh, foods, so I encourage you, you know, support. You know, I I, I went through, uh, well, I mean, I, I didn't do a mom and pop this morning, but I went through Starbucks and and got breakfast for the fam. So, uh, you know, it's <laughs> at least support these businesses, or else they're going to close down due to this little tiny bug that's uh, that's uh, taking the world on by storm, if you will. So, uh, yeah, go out. You know, if you can, if you have the means, uh, you know, keep yourself protected. Of course, if you're uh, in in any kind of uh, you know possible, if you're if you're a we- of a, of a weaker immune system, protect yourself. You know, it's, if you can send somebody else out to to get something for you, please do that. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here to help each other. We're here to help each other stay alive. I do have a, a wedding as of now, as of this recording. There's, I have a wedding in, uh, in Monticello on Saturday. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Um, you know, people still need to be entertained weddings. They're going to happen. Uh, we'll get through this. We'll get through this little novel COVID-19 coronavirus. Yeah. It's on people's minds. All right. I think I've taken enough of your time in the intro. Let's, uh, give a talking to Meredith Corning and Sydney Rash. Well, I got to call Meredith Corning first. And then I'll call Sydney Rash. Let's see how this works out. Calling Meredith Corning and Sydney Rash now.
Hello, Meredith Corning. Yes, how are you? It's so good. Keys Dan, what makes you famous podcast? You know, I think we need to call Sydney Reich. Rash. That's what I said. Sydney Rash. <laughs> I won't edit anything. <laughs> Let's get Sydney Rash on the line and we'll have a twofer today. Hello. Sydney <gasps> Rash. Hey, Hello. hey, everybody's on the line. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Technology, <laughs> Meredith Corning, Sydney Rash. I'm, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce it like 12 times before I get it right. Sydney, <laughs> say your rash. name. Just Rash. Just Rash. Nothing Just but Rash. rash. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's easy, easy, no weird pronunciation or anything. No. Nope. Rash like. Rash like dash. You know, I've tried to juice up names before, you know, in in certain situations, whenever they, they don't get me their name pronunciation beforehand. Well, you know, I guess we should back up a little bit. Why <laughs> am I talking to you, Meredith Corning, Sydney Rash, uh, two people out there in the world listening, uh, you know, and all the people that are listening to the What Makes You Famous podcast? Well, let's go in the order in which they were received. I have known Meredith Corning longer, but Meredith Corning, give the people yes. a little idea of who you are. Well, I'm a wedding planner in the Arkansas area and started out in central Arkansas, which is where I'm from, and lived in Memphis for a couple of years. And now I am in northwest Arkansas. And you and I have actually done a couple weddings together, um, Dan, oh, and yeah. fun weddings. Yeah. So that's how we met was yeah. through the wedding industry. I remember the first one that we did and I was kind of embarrassed because I, I had like little to no room. It was kind of, I was kind of pushed back up into a, a little space up against the wall and I put my stuff up and, you know, I try to take pride in, in my, in my setup, but this particular time I'm going to have to admit. When I put up the, the stands, I did not put my scrims on. And you made mention of that. And that well, you embarrassed know. me so much. And I went, you know what? From now on, I am never going without a scrim. I am uh, going to make sure that my setup looks as good as it can be. And that's what a wedding planner does behind the scenes. That bride and groom <laughs> never would have known that the DJ wasn't, wasn't playing completely up to par. I'm not afraid no. to admit it. I can do it. I'm not afraid to admit I didn't notice because let me I, like truth confessions here. That was probably my third or fourth wedding ever that I had done. I was very new when we did that first wedding together. But you did notice, <laughs> you know, I, when I put my stuff up, you were like, huh, don't you usually cover these things up? And I said, yeah, you know, I usually do. But I didn't want to take the extra 30 seconds to do it. And you called me out on it. You did it. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I uh, completely appreciate it because it made me that much better. Yeah, I can play hey, music. There you go. I can rock a party to the early lights. No problem. But you're going to make me look and, and that much better. Uh, so, Sydney hey. Rash, uh, let's bring you in the conversation. Tell the people <laughs> who you are because I've seen you on Facebook. Uh, you're, you're friends of friends, not just Meredith Corning. I know you, you know some people. So I've seen you online. Let's find out who you are, Sydney Rash. <laughs> well, um, so I'm a wedding photographer and I'm an attorney. And it's kind of a fun little roundabout way how I got there because I have an art degree 
um, from undergrad from Hendrick. And I'd always kind of wanted to go to law school, but I was kind of about it. And um, so I love photography in undergrad. We did film photography, you know, straight up film, darkroom, um, processing the film by hand, printing by hand. It was, it was awesome. And um, after I got out of school, I bought my first digital camera and, you know, the rest is history with that. But, and that's been at least seven years in June. That story, that story was way too short, Sydney Rash. Uh, The rest (laughs) is not history. No, there's more to it. What was that first camera? What was that first camera that you bought? What was that, you know, that got you feeling the idea that, hey, you know, if I take somebody's picture and then I hand them that photo, they're going to feel good. They're going to have something to, to keep their memories alive. Put the put it up on the wall on the mantelpiece. Sydney Rash, you're you're helping people keep their memories alive. What was the first camera hey, that you I like owned? To think, I like to think that I do. No, no. My first camera was a Nikon D5000, which barely did anything beyond automatic mode. It's a great little first camera, and I upgraded quickly. It and sounds fancy. D5000. It sounds like, uh, you know, in the future, all the way into the year 2000. <laughs> hey, no, not, not, not particularly. Nope. <laughs> all right. But, that, yeah. that was keeping in line with people naming things to, to make them sound bigger and more important that's, than they are. That's uh, true. It's ironic. <laughs> okay. So you <laughs> said that was, that was fully um, auto and it didn't have a lot of uh, uh, the bells and whistles. But you upgraded mm-hmm. from there. And that was a film camera, D5000? No, no, just digital. I still have some of my film cameras, but it's really impractical to use them these days. You know, film is so, hey, I have a lot of respect for film photographers, but man, that is pricey. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of risk. <laughs> oh, it's incredibly uh, expensive. I found a, a, some film. I was cleaning out my closet and I found like a roll of film in the bottom of it. And I go, where? Did this come from? I don't even know where I when I when or where I took these films. So I, I took it to my logo, uh, my logo Walgreens. I'll say the name. I, you know, this portion of the podcast brought to you by Walgreens. <laughs> I took it to them, and and then I said, "Hey, do I get these back in an hour?" Oh no, 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 no. At least two weeks. Uh, okay. Wow. So at least two weeks. I take it out. You know, that I finally get them back, and they were pictures that I really didn't care about. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have some very expensive photos that I really didn't need. They were just, you know, kind of throwaway. So I've done that too. <laughs> I, I printed some, I printed some old film a couple of years ago and I was so excited because it was from when I was in college, you know, and I'd pass the camera around to like my friends at a, at a party we were having at our apartment. And, um, and I was so excited and, you know, I went and got it printed and, there were like maybe three good ones in there that looked frankly like something from an influencer's Instagram page. Yeah, <laughs> you know? pass the camera around. And then the rest. That, that the rest brings me back to, to Meredith Corning. When I go to weddings, sometimes I see cameras on the tables. Is that something that's still happening? Um, I haven't done that in a long time. I, I think people more now are doing the, like the Polaroids. And then, you know, getting the Polaroid film and putting it in a little basket and having little DIY photo booths set up so you can take pictures of 
of yourself or your friends or whatever and um, take them into a a photo book. Yeah, it's instantaneous and it's kind of retro. So it's kind of cool, you know, like all the retro things are coming back in style. It's hip. Yeah, what do they call that? Hipster? (laughs) You know, it's hipster. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely hipster. (laughs) I've heard of hipster. I don't know how to define a hipster. I see a dude with a weird beard and maybe a a crazy mustache and oh okay is that hipster uh, well, like- i don't know but you know me and sydney have this conversation one time because i was talking about somebody being a hipster and she said well you don't tell them that to their face because they don't like to be called hipster and i was like they don't like to be called hipster i had no idea <laughs> are they gonna come at you like uh, i don't i don't like the word hipster it really offends me <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. is it I something like that? that? Remember you t- and I was like, I didn't know that. Like I would have I would have totally thought that was a compliment to call <laughs> someone a hipster. Doesn't that mean you're just like cool and young and modern and hip? I don't know. All <laughs> right, all right. Meredith Corning, sticking with you. Uh you're from Central Arkansas. Uh, growing up uh, as a as a kid in Central Arkansas. What uh what were you into? I was really into dance. So I was, um, you know, dance team, junior high, high school. And then uh, when I when I got out, I I went and worked for Fred Astaire Dance Studios and was a ballroom dancer for a time being. Um, And then I kind of got into marketing and public relations. And that's what I did for for a long time was marketing and public relations for the fashion and beauty industry. So if, if I was to say what, what was, you know, what, what is my background? That's really my background. Cause that's what I spent years and years doing. But yeah, growing up, I was, I was into dance. I really thought I would grow up and have like my own dance studio or something. That was my dream. Meredith Corning, you weren't just into dance. You went all the way. You became a dance teacher. That's fantastic. Yeah. Were you a company yeah. girl in, in Fred Astaire? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then w- even when we moved to Memphis a few years ago, I went, had, I needed just kind of a little part time job when we moved because I, you know, was having to start my business over in a different place. And so I actually went and worked for Fred Astaire again, um, not as a teacher. This time I went to do marketing and public relations for them, but, but the studio in Memphis hired me you know, to come in. Then I was kind of like a backup dance teacher if they needed anybody. But um, yeah, I I love the Fred Astaire company. I mean, it's a great organization. Oh, I understand starting all over again. You know, in 2009, the middle of 2009, uh, you know, I had the uh, the inkling, the urge, the desire to, to get out of uh, get out of South Florida. So uh, Conway, yeah. Arkansas, you know, looks like a nice <laughs> town. They got a good setup. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the structure of Conway, Arkansas with the Conway core, it seems like, uh, they can handle growth very well. And, uh, I, the, one of the first, okay. Yes. I had to restart my business here. It was well established in the Florida Keys, uh, weddings all the time, you know, destination yeah. weddings for, for the most part with well, people that, oh, that yeah. I, I never got Not to bad. meet and they would come down to the Florida Keys and say, yeah, Keys Dan can do it. Why? Cause his name's Keys Dan. And then he right. brought keys, Dan, to Central Florida. Okay. I mean, Central Arkansas. And here I am 
still keys dan because i have a website with over a half a million pages and i'm not changing it because i'm lazy so <laughs> <laughs> that being said I thought, I, had, I thought maybe you were a pianist when uh, i first heard it i was like I, I remember asking i was like do you play the piano like why does everybody call you keys dan and you're like no i'm from the florida keys that is like, correct oh. well that being said i also had to get a joe job when i got here and one of the first jobs that i was able to get was the Picture Me Studios at the, at the Walmarts? Uh, you know. Oh wow! Are you familiar, Sydney Rash? Are you familiar? <laughs> I can see you doing that though, making those little babies smile. Oh, <laughs> got to make the little noises. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have a little ASMR, uh, my loyal listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sydney Rash. I mean, the reason that those photo studios do so well. And they had a Canon camera, and I wasn't really that familiar with how to use a, a, a camera, a D, uh, I guess an SLR, DSLR, a camera, mm -hmm. a digital camera. But, uh, you know, and I, I've had my own little spare share of digital cameras. But the reason that that studio does so well is because the camera is mounted in a position with the f-stop and the aperture and the and all the different settings on the camera are perfect for that that uh, uh, footage to that right. to mm -hmm. that that subject. Are you familiar with all these uh, apertures and f stops? And even after working <laughs> there for almost a year, well, yeah. I didn't know a lot about cameras. Tell tell the people a little bit more, Sydney Rash. <laughs> well, you have to be, but as a wedding photographer, there's no way you're getting a, getting by with shooting auto. Um, lighting changes are so you know quick and. Uh, sometimes unexpected. Sometimes you can plan for it. You know, you bring your, you know, your extra flashes and stuff. If you're going to shoot in a dark church, that will even allow you to shoot flash. Or you have to have a camera that has the low light capability to be able to um, pick up that image in the dark church without a flash because the pastor doesn't allow flash. Yeah, I always um, thought. Or you get stuck in the balcony like I do at most. Um, <laughs> usually, the first night of Methodist church. That will stick me up in the balcony, which is so funny because I grew up Methodist, and my, of course my little country church didn't have a balcony. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they got to realize that these people paid you to get the shots, and you should be allowed to get right up on them. But sometimes I mean, that doesn't happen. I, I mean, I get it. Like I do appreciate. I mean, I appreciate the sanctity of the service, but also, yeah, like. Come on, guys. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus wants us to have nice photos of her wedding. Well, yeah, I, I work with some photographers that maybe it's their third wedding. And I remember, I remember Meredith Corning. That was like your third or fourth wedding. We're going to talk about when you first started. My first wedding. But, those, yeah. Actually. But the, the, yeah. the weddings that, you know, the photographer will come to me and say, hey, this is really my first wedding. What, are the, what does the photographer usually do? And I'm happy to tell them. Just get in there. Just get That'd in there. If they're if they're doing the kiss, boom, get in there. If they're doing that, oh, you know, yeah. exchanging rings, get in there. You can get in, get the Way shot, and get back out of the way real real easy. Now, when you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, you you say you have photo booths and and Polaroids a lot. Do you set up the photo booths or do you bring those big lights? Because I always thought, you know, being a photographer, oh, that's pretty easy. All you do is you bring a. Uh, a bag with a camera, a couple extra batteries, boom, yeah. you're good. DJ's got to just set up all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and the florist has to set up all kinds of stuff. And but yeah. you, you, you go as elaborate as as you as they want you to be, Sydney Rash. Well, I don't, I don't do anything with photo booths. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. 
Although I have been hired, I do a lot of event photography too, as well as commercial stuff, but a ton of events besides weddings. And I've had people hire me to um, shoot guests as they come in again, you know, like a step and repeat backdrop or. I don't know what that is. He does a lot of, uh, you do a lot of the political events here. Yeah. What's a step and repeat? Oh, you know, where they have like the, the red carpet. Yeah. You know, where they have the, the logo, um, you know, kind of offset, you know, repeated in a pattern. All right. I've been in a red carpet. Not ever, never, ever knew that was a step <laughs> and repeat. Yep. That's <laughs> a I, step and repeat. When I worked, worked for <laughs> radio down in, in South Florida, I got to get on many red carpets. And now you taught me something new. This is like 20 years now. And thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sydney Rash. I'm learning stuff from you. And Meredith Thorning, I'm learning <laughs> well, from I, you. <laughs> oh. yeah. so I've put to, together quite a bit of. Uh, I've also put together quite a few charity events too, and I've had to order them, and that's the only reason I know what it's called. <laughs> step so. same, same these. Step and repeat. That sounds like a. I, I think I'm making a hook for a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Meredith Corning. What? All right, you you were in marketing and that kind of background, were and the dancing background for that matter. What made you yeah. switch gears and when did you switch gears to doing wedding planning? Had you gone to a oh wedding my gosh. or something? Isn't it crazy? So, you know, I mean, I, I grew up, I got married, I had a couple kids, I slowed down a little bit, you know, with my career and I was easing my way back in and um, kind of just doing my own thing. I started out um, planning like, fashion philanthropy type of events where I would partner with a nonprofit and then get a bunch of fashion designers together and we do a fashion show and make some money for the nonprofit and um so I was kind of into that for several years and just did a ton of volunteer you know charity type work and and one time I partnered with a venue and we decided to do a little boutique bridal show. And I I got the wedding bug. You know, I really liked it. I mean, there were so many similarities in weddings where, you know, you can compare it to fashion in so many ways. Color palettes and color forecasts and trends and design. And there's all, you know, pretty things. And so, um, and I love love. You know, so I, I kind of, it, it was just an, it was just an odd coincidence how I, I got into wedding planning and I never thought I would. Um, Meredith Gorning, you know, you, you, you've at least been to one wedding. You're married. So, you know, you, you, right. you know <laughs> so you, you, you like that, but you're talking about fashion, full disclosure. I was in fashion marketing when I was in high school, distributive education clubs of America. Uh, uh, no almost, almost went to the art Institute of Fort Lauderdale, took a tour and said, you know what? Maybe I will get into fashion, design my own clothes for a fashion show, break dancing on stage, 1986. Oh, wow. Okay. In, in, awesome. in clothes that I made myself with my grandma. <sighs> but, you know, I, I went a different way. My ASVAB test told me <laughs> when I, I took an ASVAB test, this is something that you take, or at least you used to take back then, uh, to, to get placed. You know, what, what are your interests? What are your dreams? What are your goals? And my top two were beautician and photographer. Hey, oh. I like taking pictures. I like making people feel good. 
taking pictures, making people's memories. Sydney Rash, bringing you back in. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> no, tell the people how, how. Tell the people how. Yeah, I'm a king of segues, and then I ruin it because I explain <laughs> the segue. Mm, I'm not editing <laughs> anything. <laughs> All right, Sydney, Sydney Rash. As the cameras uh, got better and better, tell me about them and, and how you progressed in your photography business. Well, let's see. So, um, and when? Give a timeline. How you know? When did well, these things start? You got that D five thousand, the coolest camera ever. You know, at least it sounded like it. It sounded good. <laughs> well, that, I got that in, in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. and then um, you know, I started just kind of. I mean, this may or may not be what to do or what not to do, and how to start a photography business. But this is what I did. So I started, you know, putting out. Um, you know, posts on Facebook groups, you know, neighborhood yard sales and, you know, trying to build my portfolio, looking to, you know, book a couple of people to do some photo shoots, you know, you don't have to pay me and I'll give you the pictures. So I did maybe like three or four of those. And then I kind of started charging a little bit and maybe like, I think I, the first paid session I had, I think I made $40. Yes. And... (laughs) How does that make you feel? <laughs> Somebody so paid good, you to you know? take their pictures. Right. It felt so good. <laughs> and <laughs> then, you know, just progressively kind of increased my price a little bit. And then I upgrade. Um, I upgraded my, my camera after about six months. And, and then let's see. And then I shot my first wedding in March of 2014, which was the first United Methodist Church wedding. And I was actually confined to a balcony <laughs> with a very... Un- <laughs> um, unforgiving camera um thankfully i was second shooting my first couple of weddings i did i um worked under someone else and so i wasn't the primary shooter you know less pressure more learning you know um those kinds of things but oh my gosh i will tell you i have looked back at those photos and they are horrible <laughs> but works well with <laughs> others did you feel bad about it and, and you, it's, it it's all it's all a learning experience i've talked to photographers and a lot of them do start the same way where they're giving it away. And now you say you, you gave the pictures away. You didn't print these pictures out, right? It was all digital. No. I hope. Okay. No, Cause you'd digital. be losing buku money. If you were trying to, to take pictures, Hey, I'll give them to you for free. Here you go. And I've just paid a, a bunch of money <laughs> to, to my local photo studio to print these pictures <laughs> out. Oh, well, <laughs> my, hey, I remember my first wedding uh, back in 1986. Now, previous to that, I was the high school DJ graduated class of 86, but I was the high school DJ and I, I would bring records. I don't know if you ever saw house party, Belial. He was, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Martin, he was the DJ. And, and I would ask people, you know, people would ask me, Hey, could you, could you come DJ my party? I said, yeah, help me bring my records over. Oh yeah, we'll help you. They never help you. Okay. So <laughs> that's just the thing. Hopefully I didn't have the dragon breath that Belial had. I don't know. I was a teenager at the time, <laughs> but the back to the first wedding that I did, in 86, and this is when I consider myself, this is probably when I branched over from amateur to professional. I made 50 bucks. I rented the equipment Hi. for 75 from Guitar Center. <laughs> so, yes, there you go. <laughs> I lost money, but I gained experience. And that's what you do. You say, uh, Meredith, you did your first wedding. Uh, wedding. You, you planned it. You stepped over because you, you went to a bridal show or you had this little bridal event and you got hooked. Mm-hmm. So how did you get yeah. that first job? The first 
wedding I did, um, I had a local vendor hook me up with. They recommended me and they kind of guided me through it, you know, and, um, and it was, it was a big one. It was a 300 guest wedding. So it was, I mean, it was a good one to start with, you know, cause, and they had a big room flip and all these really complicated things. And I just thought after that one, man, if I can do this one, mm-hmm. I can do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I did, I did a lot of day of coordinating is what, you know, we, we've called it for so many years. Um, I what did is that? that for a while. Um, you know, it's where you don't actually plan the wedding. You just kind of come in towards the end and help them shore things up with their timeline. And then you come and run their wedding rehearsal and then you run the day of the wedding, you know, via their timeline and any information that they've kind of given you those weeks leading up to it. Um, and then I really, I did that for several years. I mean, I would say. I don't know, the first two or three years, that's all I did because I was still doing some PR and marketing. I had some PR and marketing clients that took up a lot of my time. So I just kind of stuck with day of coordinating for a little while. And then I perfected that. You know, I got that kind of down to a science and was a really (laughs) good day of coordinator and started charging a little bit more. And then and then I started offering planning, you know, because I had you know, I'd done it for several years at that point and knew the industry really well and felt comfortable moving into to actually full fully planning weddings. When did you start planning? Trying to remember. So, I mean, I started. I started. I, I officially put my website up in 2013 for weddings. Oh, you and started the same I, time. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. No, like within a couple months of each other, I think. Well, I didn't have my first wedding though until 2014. You know, I had my website up, but yeah, 2014. That's so funny. Um, I love when people learn about each other. (laughs) (laughs) We have a lot of things in common. Like we had the same baby doctor. We were delivered by the same baby doctor in the same hospital. Wait, you personally or not your, your children or you personally? No, me and Sydney were delivered by the same doctor. What? Yeah, we people think Little Rock's not a small town. No, no, it's it's tiny. It's teeny tiny. It's a small town. <laughs> we learned we learned that a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, that's so weird. No. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I officially officially had my first wedding in 2014, and and been hooked ever since. Yeah, 300 people. That is huge. That's a nice, uh, a very respectable sized wedding. And I'm so glad yeah. as a vendor to have you there. Because if you're not there, the DJ ends up being the day of. I have to talk yes. to the caterer. I have to talk to the photographer. I have to talk yeah. to the florist. I have to talk to all those people. Well, so without mm-hmm. you, you know, with you there, it takes the burden off of everyone, including the bride and groom and the family who thinks, oh, man, you know, Aunt Betty, who's in charge of cake. No, no, <laughs> Aunt Betty, step back. Chill. Meredith's Absolutely. got it. So true. That's oh, right. Gosh. You know, and, yes. and here you are, you're the one that's going to make sure that, that the DJ knows what time things are going to happen and then make sure that the photographer, Sydney Rash is over there. Hey, okay. His first dances are going to happen in about five minutes. Get ready for that. Yep. You could stand over here. I think this is the best vantage point for you. Get off that balcony. 
you could be right here in, next to the dance floor so you can see them <laughs> unless the balcony is the better vantage point i get it <laughs> Yeah, I, I kid, I kid. <laughs> no, I, I, and, and I, lo- I like having you know that you know the wedding. It, it's it's such an important event because it's only one time. Uh, you know, you have no yeah. second chance for this. If you're doing senior picks or or you're you're planning an, an even any other kind of event, he, even a corporate event. You know, the red carpet, you have a couple of chances to get people, hey, if you didn't get that shot, they can walk back to the red carpet. There's only one time right. when they're going to be doing that entrance at the at the mm-hmm. wedding. And Sydney Rash, you've got to capture it. <laughs> now, It's you, a lot of pressure. It's, it's a pressure, lot of pressure. Yeah. And I got to play the right song. Make sure that it's, uh, oh, my goodness, don't make a mistake. I mean, once you get to the dancing part, you can kind of sit back right. a little bit. But that ceremony. That first dance, yeah. that toast, mm-hmm. we, we all working hand in hand. Give the, all right, oh, yeah. uh, Sydney, if you have any, any uh, you know, tidbits, any um, great stories about uh, different weddings that you've shot or, or, or memories <laughs> that pop into your head, go, Sydney Rash, go. I'll put you on the spot. Oh, goodness. Um, Mara, help me out. <laughs> what about Misty's? What about oh. Misty's that we did together? That one was fun. Let's talk about Misty's wedding. Okay, so this was, was it was it the first wedding we did together? I don't think, no, that first one we did was in Heber Springs. Oh, yes, Carrie. Okay, mm-hmm. after Carrie, and then we did Misty's. So Misty yeah. was, um, so she actually booked, wait, did she book me or you first? I know, I can't remember. She booked me first, and then I got her to book you. Yes. So she booked Meredith, and then, yeah, Meredith got her to book me. It was fabulous. But this this girl, over the top, most beautiful wedding I've still ever done. Um, she had a Panina Tournay dress, which, if you're not familiar, is one of the designers featured frequently on Say Yes to the Dress. In fact, she was supposed to go on Say Yes to the Dress. Yes, but then that's how she, she got the dress, right? But then, uh huh. But then, what what was it? She uh, they had the, to, they had someone that bought the dress. Yeah, and then they sure. got their wedding canceled. And so they were, they, they let the dress go for like, you know, a fraction of the cost, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So she well, got this just, fabulous dress. Oh my God. I did her bridals. Panina shared the photos. It was amazing. Well, put some dollar yeah. signs out there. I, I think if people look online, they can see what a, a Panina dress is. How, how much was they're that dress? They're about $20,000. $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> this, this dress was sticker price 20 grand at least it was oh yeah in 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 crystal crystals Swarovski crystals all over the place it had a train mm-hmm. for days it was mm-hmm. perfectly lots of handwork yeah yeah and so she was really beautiful too and she had the most unique idea for her wedding so she yes this was a memphis wedding this was when meredith was in memphis uh-huh and yeah, she she contacted me and said, you know, let's meet up and talk about, you know, my my vision. And she shows oh. me this screenshot from the movie Interview with a Vampire. And she said, that's what I want my ceremony to look like. And there were all these <laughs> candles and candelabras. And it was this really like, you know, different design. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be very unique and she had all of her bridesmaids oh um 
carry those those masquerade masks and i'm talking like i'm not talking about like something you get from the halloween store i mean these were beautiful handcrafted wooden masquerade masks and they all walked down the aisle with these masks and the groomsmen what no, I was about to say, don't forget about the groomsmen. And the, okay, so so yeah, so this was like a whole thing. So the groomsmen Amazing. walked out just ahead of the each bridesmaid, right? And they had a lantern that they were holding. And then the bridesmaid was walking with the mask in behind them. And they would get down to the end of the aisle. And the, and the girl would like slowly take her mask down and the guys would slowly lower their lantern and then they would go stand at their place at the altar. It was so cool. Who, it I was mean, so dramatic. This if is why you hire the aisle. This is why you hire a professional because they've been to these kind of events. They've had ideas. Meredith Corning and, 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 uh, um, Sydney rash, you, You've done these this of this one event, and you came up with these ideas that you could bring to other events. Now, Sydney, you did bring uh, something forward to mind. You didn't know whether you got called first, the photographer, or Meredith Corning, the event planner, got called first as the well, event planner. Had, yeah. Well, we've had we've done maybe five weddings together, right? And mm-hmm. I've had I've um, sent a bride or two her way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she sent a couple brides my way. So, well, since actually it's on both ways. So. Since <laughs> Meredith uh, Corning, you're the the event planner, uh, and you might be a little biased. You know, who do you call first? Because for me, it's always been the date, the time, the place. You know, get the get the venue first. What is your oh, timeline, definitely. Meredith Corning? Oh, definitely the venue and the date, and I mean a lot of times the bride or groom or brides and grooms um, already have a photographer in mind. I mean, or, you know, or at least a style. Yeah. It's like they either want the dark and moody or they like the light and airy or that, you know, whatever they have a classic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. And so then I usually match them up with a photographer next after they book their venue. It's like you want to get the big ticket items kind of out of the way so that you know where you're at with budget, you know, as you go down the line. And then generally, generally catering is the next thing, you know, for for me. I don't know how other planners do it, but um, I do catering next because that's usually, you know, but aside from the venue and probably the photographer, that's going to be a big ticket item. Mm. Um, and so once you've get, got those big ticket items out of the way, then you, you have a really clear idea on, okay, this is how much is left and this is how much we want to spend on this or that. And then matching them with who fits in their budget and also, you know, the style they're looking for of whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. lot of responsibility as a planner, as a, as a photographer, as any vendor uh, to care that these folks, yeah, they're spending their good hard-earned money and you want them to get yeah. what they pay for. Uh, you know, the, not everybody's yeah. going to have uh, vampire goth budget money because that sounds <laughs> incredible. I mean, how much of it that, was. how much of that it planning was. did you get into? Did you procure the lamps and the masks or, or was that something that they already had or, 
I mean, how, how much, how involved she, were you, Mary? You know, Barney? it's funny because she contacted me, I think, only about two and a half months from the wedding. Um, so it we was, had to plan. It was, it was very quick. You know, she was early like, September. she wasn't really concerned. I mean, she had her venue, you know, and she, she already knew the style of this or that that she wanted. And so it was really just about putting the rest of the pieces together and brainstorming and collaborating with her. Like, I think she had her venue and her catering. And I think she had already booked um, the Jeremy Schrader they band did. too. Yeah. Cause she wanted like a big band style band. Oh, so she had great. already. Mm-hmm. So I was really just piecing together, you know, the, the visual of, you know, the photographer, the videographer, you know, some of the last met the cake. Um, and then oh. of course the, the dramatics of everything and the fashion, you know, I was loving helping her pick those things out. Oh, I am so sure of it. So you are in the movies, you, you see the wedding planner go with the bride and groom or just the bride or just the groom or with people to pick things out. Or sometimes they go pick things out on their own. Is that a service that you provide Meredith Corning? Well, you know, I do have a traditional full planning package, which is kind of what you're talking about. But the majority of my clients book my middle package, which is a virtual planning. So it's like having a full planner, but I do everything completely virtual. Um, So I've got, you know, again, like just my systems kind of down to a science so that we can fully plan the wedding virtually. And it's actually half the price of my full planning traditional package where I would go with you to all your meetings and all that kind of thing. But to be honest, I mean, it the 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 brides and grooms in this day and age, they're used to things being virtual. Um and they're not really that concerned about whether or not I go to their cake tasting with them. You know what I mean? Like they just want someone to bounce around ideas off of, keep them organized, keep them on track you know, keep their paperwork together, negotiate pricing for them, et cetera, et cetera. That's the kind of thing I do. Um, you know, I will help them with logistics. I will help them get their design translated to their vendors, like their florist, or help them pick out rentals and all that kind of thing. But a lot of it's on text. I mean, we're, we're, te- I'm, I get text at all hours of the day. It's a 24 <laughs> seven job. Yeah, it sounds like the internet has helped to streamline your business, Meredith Corning. I, I know when yeah. I talk to to brides, you know, and they're they're trying to figure out what kind of music to play, and, you know, and this is me on a small scale. You're you're doing the whole event. I'm in charge of one aspect of it. You know, for me, it, it feels like it's mm-hmm. the biggest aspect. But yeah, I know, I know, I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> you know, I, I think that the party is the is the place that that shines. But it's important. Yeah, but we love uh, you know. The party. And I invite them to call me anytime. And I really mean it. Call me anytime. I do too. And if you say yes. you, you take calls all hours of the night, hey, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so Sydney Rash, uh, you're a part of this event as well. You are the photographer, the one that's making the memories. But you just don't, you don't just do weddings. You do other kinds of photography. Tell me more about the other types of photography that you do and, and uh, what, what's the most fun? Oh, well, well, I mean, I love weddings. I mean, I've, I've shot probably 140 weddings at this point. I just, I mean, weddings are my favorite. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> close second, um, 
I, I mean, I like events generally, but my, definitely my next favorite would be charity events, you know, especially like when I get to like give my time and, you know, really help out a cause that I care about or. Sydney's a little busy body. She has lots of energy. Yeah. Well, what kind of causes are you into? Give them shout outs. Give them plugs. Well, I'm on the board for a lot of organizations or I have been in the past. For instance, um, last year. Um, I was on the board, I was board member for Pulaski County Casa, which works with foster kids, which is really great. Meredith helped me put together this big fancy charity event last year. It was great. Um, And then, um, let's see, I am the uh, vice president of North Little Rock Friends of the Animals. Um, My fiance and I, we, um, we love animals and we usually have a foster dog. You were actually picking up a new foster dog tomorrow. Okay. Um, so, um, love stuff like that. We uh, work uh, also do stuff for Rock City Rescue, Rescue Road. Um, those are those are definitely my favorite. Sydney and, uh, Rash, fine, also, upstanding citizen of the community. It's good to <laughs> give is. back. It's good to be a part of it. I also work with basically all of the different um, local attorneys. Organizations. I'm a tre- the treasurer for the Arkansas Association of Women Lawyers. Well, tell me about um, the women lawyering and lawyering in general. How much of that do you do uh, when you're not <laughs> photographing? <laughs> well, I'm actually a full time attorney now, which is super strange. That is I, wicked cool. Um, it is cool. I yeah. mean, do you work with a group really or strange. do you work on your own? Um, I'm a member of a law firm. I work for Paget Law Group. Um, I do bankruptcy law, which I love. Um, which is actually why do you love it? I like to help people and I like to, um, you know, help people navigate like a stressful time in their lives. And, you know, it's, it's a really rewarding area of the law. Yeah. Um, Bankruptcy is, you you know, you're at, you having to admit publicly, Oh man, this failed, whatever it is, you know, the company, your own personal finances. Wow. I I failed. I need some help. You know, yeah. and you're out there helping them. Thank you, Sydney yeah. Rash. <laughs> well, it's, you're sweet to say that. No, no I mean, but seriously, my grandma had to claim bankruptcy at one point, <laughs> and she made it through the other side because of one of Aww, you. Good. You know, because she had somebody to help her out. And, you know, and I, I, I felt, I felt for her. I was too young to know really what was happening, but now you've made me actually think of it. Oh. You know, mommy did do bankruptcy and she's still alive. <laughs> she's still got her own home. She's still okay. Oh, yeah. Bankruptcy is not that bad. People really blow it out of proportion sometimes because, I mean, it does. It doesn't feel good, you know, to say, you know, look like these things happened and now I have all this debt. And I'd really but I'd really like to move forward with my life. And that's why it's there. And that's what I always tell people. I've, I mean, goodness, I've probably had a thousand people sit in my office at any given time. Or, wait, um, wait, a thousand people no. at one time? That's a huge office. No, not at one time. <laughs> not <laughs> over, over the years, I was a paralegal for um, eight years before I graduated from law school. So um, well, you're, you're making me and think. Then before that, I was a file clerk for a couple of years at the same law firm. <laughs> you're making me so. think, Sydney Rash, you know, with the Internet, the way it is and, and me liking to shop online. And, you know, with the time that's going on right now, and we'll talk about what's happening right now. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the I, I think I'm the reason that Kmart, Radio Shack, 
a Toys R Us, they closed because <laughs> I buy everything online. They had to claim bankruptcy. Yeah, me have, too. Have you ever had a, a company that had to claim bankruptcy and you have to you had to help them through to the other side? Well, I've never handled any. Um, that's typically a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which is um, it's not something our, the firm that I was at um, ever handled. And it's hey, definitely not something my firm handles now. You're schooling me. Um, What's a Chapter 11 and what other chapters are there? Oh, there's basically four kinds. Mm-hmm. Briefly, there's Chapter 7, which is an individual liquidation. Typically, that's your quick and easy, you know, um, you have to be under certain income. And then there's chapter 13, which is also for individuals and businesses can do 13s and 7s, but typically it's for individuals. Um, there's a lot of complicated stuff that goes into that. I won't get into it. Oh, but, um, I, I like <laughs> to learn. Yeah, You know, any of that technical <laughs> yeah. stuff that I, you might think that I can understand, I, I want to know about it. You know, people, okay. people when well, they listen to these things, they, they go, they go, oh, okay. Oh, he's just talking to some, a wedding planner and a photographer. They don't know. you got other interests. There's other things under your belt. You know more stuff. Sydney Rash, I'm learning from you. Meredith Corning, I'm going to pick your brain in just a few seconds or minutes. Yeah. Well, um, I love, I mean, I love talking about bankruptcy. So you don't have to ask me more than once, definitely. But so, yeah, there's chapter seven, which is typically, yeah, you're quick and easy. Um, chapter 13 is typically three to five year plan. That's usually what people will file if say, they fall behind on their car payment or fall behind on their house payment. Um, and they just need some extra time to catch it up while being under the protection of the court so that nobody can, you know, take your car or foreclose on your house. Um, and then there's, uh, two other kinds, which are chapter 11 and chapter 12. Chapter 12 is mostly just for family farmers. It's really uncommon. I actually only know two attorneys in all of Arkansas that do them. And there may be eight cases a year, (laughs) but chapter 11 is a little more common. And um, that's typically your business bankruptcy, your reorganization, not closure. A lot of them do end up in closure anyway, but it is a good opportunity to, you know, try and avoid closing the business. What was that chapter that you needed a little bit more time? Was that the five? (laughs) Um, Oh, that's chapter 13. 13. Okay. So the Mm -hmm. whole country right now, as we record in March of 2020, is in some kind of a chapter 13-like state. Uh, because from what I'm understanding is people are getting a little bit more time to pay their mortgages or, or their bills mm-hmm. or, or, you know, people, the government is stepping in and saying, hey, uh, you know, p- mortgages hold off if, if they need a little bit more time. Yes, we're under a, right, co- right. Uh, we have a coronavirus, a, a, a nationwide emergency, a worldwide emergency of sorts. I think it's being blown out of proportion, but that's just me. That's just me. Sounds like a flu to me. But, to, you know, is that a chapter 13 that the whole nation is under, that they're getting a little bit more time? <laughs> well, I mean, I certainly understand the concept you're getting at. Don't don't you even like think that I don't. But certainly, um, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of them. Now, um, mortgage companies are definitely working with people right now, which is great. Um, and I think it's necessary. Um, you know, it's not ideal. I mean, this is a terrible situation. Clearly, we're dealing with is, you know, the world. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, right it's a time capsule is what we're recording as we speak. Yes, you have jobs, uh, you know, and being in the wedding industry, uh, we have, and the event industry for that matter, we have chances of cancellations. 
Uh, you know, I've been telling people, no, don't cancel, postpone. And I've had some weddings that, that were going to be in April. And they said, yeah, you know what? We will postpone. And one of them has gone to November 21st. And, and another one says, you know what? I am going to postpone. I will call you as soon as I have a new event. I mean, a new venue and time. This is a, a, a situation that a lot of entertainers are dealing with. So they're doing a lot of virtual concerts and stuff like that. How are you keeping yourself alive? And I'm going to go with Meredith Corning on this one. How are you keeping yourself alive in this, in this time <laughs> when things are shutting down? It is crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. It's a, it's a pretty crazy moment in time. And I am trying to work with my couples as best I can. And with all the vendors, we have wonderful vendors in Arkansas who are being very um, very flexible and very sweet. And, and of course, not, you know, most of them are not charging fees to postpone or anything like that because obviously, I mean, it's just the time we're in. We all feel so bad for everybody. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I do, you know, I do try to get um, the couples to, you know, postpone, let's still have your dream wedding. Let's just do it at a different date when it's safe and healthy to do so. Um, and how am I keeping myself afloat? I mean, you know, thankfully I do put back a little bit of reserves, um, <laughs> so I can live for a little while, you know, with no, with no income. And I, you know, I do have a husband that has a corporate job. Thank goodness. Mm. Um, so well, it's good to have somebody that you can work together with. You, you have a partnership yes. and that's good. And I, I know, uh, Sydney Rash, you've got a fiance as well and, and you drag him to events. So you've already alluded to that. <laughs> so it's good that you have a team, you have teamwork, team, a, a partnership. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I, I see all these artists, they're doing the virtual online concerts and such, and they'll put a little PayPal underneath or, or a Venmo yeah, or something. Really cute. Yeah. You know, I, I had one of those, uh, let's see, I have a Kofi, a Kofi, Kofi a link. And I, you know, just on a whim, I put it out there and somebody gave me three bucks. I got a coffee. Thank you so much. Hey. <laughs> that was cool. You know, I wasn't even expecting that, but I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me, let me put one out there. What the heck? You know, I've, I've right, lost a couple of, of events. My regular Friday gig, unfortunately, they closed down, uh, you know, and there's no getting that back. It's not postponed. That's a, a, a restaurant that's closed. I mean, how, how are you? Uh, how, I mean, uh, Sydney Rash, you're still in central Arkansas and then uh, Meredith Corning, you're up in the Northwest Arkansas. Am I right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I mean, the difference in, in the two places, I've never been to Northwest Arkansas. I'm a bad uh, Razorback. What? Uh, you know, I'm a bad Arkansas. You know, the, the closest, oh the closest wedding I did was in Harrison. And that was probably one of my, no, that was my first wedding that I did in 2009 when I got here from the Florida Keys. But No, but you don't mean you haven't been up here. I mean, you've been up here and visited, right? No, I know. I've never been to a, a game. What? No, I haven't been on, on what, what's the that. street? What's the, the, the big street up there? Dixon, Dixon Street. That's Dixon. right. And that's the place to go. That's the place to be. I need to get up there. And, you know, but, the you know, I've been to North Arkansas, like in the... Uh, uh, the White River area. Northeast. I've done weddings up there as well. I need to get to the Northwest. So how are people handling yes, it? Do. How are people handling it in the Northwest? I mean, are the streets shut down? Because that's a lot smaller than Little Rock. Little Rock, 
And Conway, you know, I went out on the streets earlier and I even, I went to a Starbucks, got some breakfast, got some coffees and it was, uh, it was pretty simple. It, it, you know, you're not allowed to go inside the restaurant, but you were still able to get the, the services, the goods, the, the food. How was it working up there in, in Northwest Arkansas, Meredith Corning? I mean, it's pretty much the same, you know, cause we're, we're of course all following the guidelines from, um, Governor Asa Hutchinson. So, um, it's the same, you know, things are mostly shut down as far as restaurants go, but you can pick up or have something delivered. Um, you know, Walmart's open, all of the, all the stores where you can go get essential things that you need, food and products or whatever. Um, so you can, you can still go in and, and get those items and you got enough toilet you paper, know. do you? You have enough toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wasn't that the most hilarious thing? There's less people on the street, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. You know, there's less planes flying in the air, which again, I don't think is a bad thing. You know, we, we are having a moment to heal our planet because of all the crap we do to it as a society. So I'm not mad about that. That was one of the um, first things that I heard was China shut down about 25% of their companies and their their emissions are down 25%. So uh, thank you, coronavirus, for helping to save the world. You know, in that, right. in that look respect. at the silver linings. It's horrible, and people are dying. It's Absolutely, terrible, but, people die know, of yeah. the flu yeah. as well. God, it, it, all right, a hundred years ago, and this is something I just found out: the, there was a flu uh, a, a pandemic. Uh, you know, and yeah, the flu did I the exact same it. thing. It sounds like a mm-hmm. cycle to me. You know, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm optimistic. Maybe I'm over uh, underplaying it. But I think a lot of people are overplaying it. Yes, the older folks who are already sick that are more susceptible, people that are in hospitals and nursing homes need to take care. But, you know, my, I think someone who's strong like us, you know, we're pretty strong. We should be okay. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, think, I, I heard a doctor compare it like, you know, more to like a pneumonia mm. than a flu. Well, it's typically it's the complications that, cause pneumonia or cause you know loss of right lung function which is the problem and and it's definitely not just affecting the older population it's definitely affecting people of all ages i've i've read cases about you know people in their 30s dying of this just as much as you know um, yeah i mean and the biggest problem is we don't know enough about it i mean that that's kind of i think where a lot of the fear you know that we're seeing comes from it is this is you know, something we're still learning about daily, right. hour, hourly. I so mean, much information know. getting thrown at us. Oh my goodness. With all the, yeah. you know, the, the internet and, and, you know, I, I, you're talking about Asa Hutchinson. I, I saw that there was a video just today, uh, you know, and it's over 3000 cases in Arkansas with three deaths. And then the comments were all, Hey, what about the, what about the people that survived? What about the people that made it through? What are the, you know, you're not talking about that. It's all shock. You know, uh, you know, people are, are, are getting it well, we've, and surviving. We've had about 13 recoveries. Recoveries. So not as many yeah, as I would had, think. There are 300, pos- 330 something positive cases as of earlier this afternoon when I was on Facebook. Yes. And we've only had about 13 people recover with three deaths. Mm. And I think that, 
I read that the country overall has experienced a death rate of about 1.6%. That sounds big. It's a lot higher than the normal flu. Yeah. So that's why, you know, that's one of the main reasons why I'm like, and I'm going to take, I'm going to take it seriously until. Yeah. I guess our, gives our, me a reason not to, our most famous uh, death. I mean, uh, you know, if you could say death is famous is the, the guy, uh, the, the Walmart greeter, 91 years old. I feel for the guy. I never met him, but you know, wow. I, you know, I feel bad that he was out there probably smiling everybody shaking hands Aww. hey welcome to walmart that kind of thing and Aww. bam you know he, he he gets this and that uh, ultimately takes his life but i don't know if there was other complications maybe he had you know other things that were coinciding with with the uh novid novel coronavirus no novel covid19 coronavirus those are all the syllables that i have to say when i'm reporting the news <laughs> so how, yeah, what's the, I mean, what's it's, the, it's it's about flattening the curve right now. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. whole thing. Is you know we're kind of in this bell curve right now, and so I mean, I guess the best thing we can all do is stay at home if you can stay at home. I live like a monk anyway. I say that all the time. Like this is like no different from my day to day life. No, so. it really isn't. <laughs> you do I, pick up and everything. I do. I was doing I was doing grocery delivery before it was cool. <laughs> I was um, washing hands before it was trending. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Tell me what's the feeling in, in Little Rock. I mean, I've been out and about in, in Conway. Are you in Little Rock, uh, Sydney Rash? Yes, I live in North Little Rock. Yeah. So how what's the feeling out there? Have you been out and about or are you living living the monk life like Meredith Corning? Well, I've had to go out a little bit. I mean, of course, we had to go to the store, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, I had to go help one of my coworkers. We're really lucky at my law firm to be able to work from home. I have a work issued laptop. So we're all remote. Um, we're all remote now. Um, but one of my coworkers does live down the road for me. And so I had to help him hook up his remote desktop um, yesterday. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, pretty much just. You know, living the monk life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how's the toilet? How's your toilet paper situation there, Sydney Rash? Oh, it's not bad. Okay, not good. Bad. Well, I'm here. I stockpile on the regular. Now you're leading me to believe what? What if these companies who don't have you in their uh, places of business, maybe they decide, hey, let's close down and everybody work from home. Uh, you know, what if what if that becomes the norm? Uh, you know, or I some of the places that are going to close down permanently i wouldn't be upset about it all. i don't think I it's a bad idea at all yeah, uh, yeah i'm for it oh if I you can, can work in, from I home i don't have to be in the office absolutely there's a lot of jobs that could be done from home virtually you, you know it, the wedding planning can be done virtually uh, photography mm -hmm. it, you know once you get the event done you do all your right. uh, all your editing and printing virtually right so I'm used to it. I actually, this was photography was my full-time job for the better part of four or five years. Yeah. I mean, I worked from home and I just worked part-time at a law firm. And, you know, yeah, I have, you know, I'm talking to some of my friends that, you know, typically work in an office and are now working from home. I've got friends that live in Washington and, you know, up in those areas too, where, you know, they were kind of ahead of us on this and started working from home a little sooner. And, you know, the, the things that I hear people say is, man, I'm getting, 
a lot of things done. I'm way more productive when I'm at home. And I'm like, I've been saying this for years. Like there's so much time wasted when you go into an office or so many more interruptions. You know, as long as your booty is sitting in a chair, you're getting paid. But when you're at home, you got to be a producer. You know, you've got to be able to produce deliverables to your company and so you're kind of forced into the situation where you have to work you got to get things done um, so I I feel. Think, yeah how many uh-huh. hours and i think more companies meetings. will see that i think they'll see you know hey you know our employees are are really getting things cracking and and working better at home and why are why are we carrying these you know high lease payments and paying these electric bills you know for looks you know no you don't have to have a storefront i mean it's not it's not a necessity we have all of these wonderful you know virtual features that we can use now let's use them yeah. you know right and here we here if we it's are not, not necessary not in the same if yeah. it's not necessary to fly your employees across the world for meetings with people if that can be done in a zoom video call <laughs> then yeah let's quit polluting the planet let's make that happen you know so Absolutely. maybe there will be some good things come from this you're laying some I knowledge so. down i love it that is fantastic i hope somebody's listening that's going to that has a big company that says, you know what? Yeah, they can do their job from home. They can not only do the job that they're doing for me, but they can also get their dishes done and their laundry done and take care I of their kids that. at home. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's good for people. Well, and some people are extroverts and they like to get out and go to work. And I, you know, I, that's, I miss people. I miss, right. <laughs> I miss all the people. <laughs> that's what, there, that's what after work is, is a for. Group of people, I think that this is good for their mental health. You know, I mean, this is, I mean, some people don't like getting up and fighting traffic every day and paying for parking and, you know, taking away from their money on gas and parking and wear and tear on their vehicles and, you know, working with people that they may or may not like, you know, so I think (laughs) mental health wise, this could also be a really good thing for people. I've I've been fist bumping for the last two years or so. You know, exclusively people want, Hey, why don't you shake hands? Well, you know, I, you don't know, my, you don't know where my hands have been. So it turns out all along, I was right. Right. <laughs> I know. I kind of hope the handshake dies after this because honestly it's awkward. And mm-hmm. also, yeah, I don't know what you did with your hands five minutes ago. I don't trust you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I put it on me. I put it on me. Hey, you don't know where my hands have been. Just a fist bump, you know, <laughs> here you go. You're exactly <laughs> right. And I'm kind yeah. of a hugger, so I hope that this ends, but I, I, I do like hugs. I, I miss hugs. Oh, I do. I'm a hugger too. <laughs> yeah, I miss hugs too. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, you know, I'm learning a lot about you guys, uh, you know, Meredith Corning and uh, uh, Sydney Rash. I'm learning so much, uh, you know, about what your feelings are uh, about what's going on right now. This is a, a little time capsule about what's happening in the world. You both have your businesses that have been kind of put on hold a little bit. Uh, you know, thankfully you, you got spouses and, and, uh, Sydney, you have, you know, another avenue to, to, uh, keep the income coming. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, are, are there, yeah. are there any other things that, that you could do Meredith Corning that, that are bringing in money or is it, is it's your full time, uh, wedding planner, event planner, and this is all you do. I mean, at this point, you know, for for at least you know the last year or so, I, it's been full time um, 
wedding planning. Although I, I'm not necessarily opposed to taking on public relations clients. Um, oh, you're the best PR manager. So mm. yeah, and you're I mean, I I may I may segue into that eventually. I mean, wedding planning is hard on the body. You know, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's it's very laborious work. It's not as glamorous as some may think. So I'm, you know, I'm not sure how many years I have left in me um, or if I would just <laughs> at some point like slow way down and maybe take, you know, five weddings a year or something. But I will probably, I will probably segue into more um, public relations consulting and have a little public relations firm um, and specialize in wedding PR because now I know that very, very well after running my own wedding business. It's a hustle, Mer Meredith Corning. You know, it, it takes a lot of guts to quit a job that's nine to five, that that's a steady paycheck and then go out on yeah. your own. Back in 2004, yeah, I was a DJ since 86 and I've done weddings since then. But 2004, I quit firefighting. I quit the uh, being a, a paramedic in the hospital in, in Miami. Oh, wow. You know, I was doing that, you know, it was my full-time gig. And, uh, you know, and I, I quit all my Joe jobs and I said, you know what, 2004, let's incorporate and I'm going to go DJ full time. That took so much nerve because because insurance, you know, oh, yeah. number one, you got to pay for your own, your own insurance. Your 401k. Yeah, absolutely. All, of that, all that takes a oh, lot of guts to go out on your own. And in business insurance, equipment insurance, this and that and the other thing, it all adds up. Absolutely. Websites, emails, all those things cost money. And this is why yeah. you're up 24 hours a day because you're thinking about how you're going to get your next gig. You know, yeah, you got that gig yeah. for this Saturday. Hey, let's think about that gig for five months from now. It's always a hustle. And how do I get my name out there? Keep posting. Keep putting yourself out on, uh, well, different Medias such as a podcast that didn't even exist uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> you know, so yeah, <laughs> you're always putting yourself out there to, to try to keep it going. But on the other side of that coin, being your own boss, it's pretty re rewarding, wouldn't you think? Oh, I love it. in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can stay up as late as I want. It's great. It is. It is. All right. Meredith Corning, Sydney Rash taking a little bit of your time. Usually I finish these things off. Oh yeah. Uh, first off, Meredith Corning, tell the people how to get a hold of you and, uh, and your event planning business. Yeah. So my event planning website is uh, www.meredithevents.com. That's M E R E D I T H events as in plural with an S on the end.com. And I'm at Meredith events on Facebook, and Instagram and Pinterest. And if you want to go see some of my, you know, PR work or work I've done with magazines over the years, I have another website that's MeredithCorning.com. So it's just my name, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H, Corning, just like Corningware, C-O-R-N-I-N-G.com. I like that you still have all that out there. Sydney Rash, let the people know how to get a hold of you if they want their babies photographed. <laughs> Oh, and no, their weddings. I don't do babies. Oh, come on. I love babies. <laughs> you, you, you spend she has so much her time. Limit. You spend so much no. time trying to get the, the come on, smile. Blah, blah, no on, no babies are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> All right. Sydney Rash, how do they get a hold of you? 
Um, well, my business is Art Photography by Sydney Rash. And that's my website. It's artphotographybysydneyrash.com. But pretty much if you Google my name, which is S-Y-D-N-E-Y, and then my last name is Rash, it's spelled weird, but pronounced rather normally. It's R-A-S-C-H. Um, you'll find me. You'll find all the ways to contact me. My email, my cell phone number. All that good stuff. That is a pretty so. unique spelling of a name there, Sydney Rash. Thank you, oh, Mom yes. and Dad. I've discovered only three others in the whole world. <laughs> well, all right. And, and none uh, of them are photographers. Hey, excellent. <laughs> I did have a Keys Dan in England. He is a piano player. He contacted me about 15 years ago, and he said, hey, do you mind if I use the name Keys Dan? I'm a piano player here in England. I said, you probably deserve it more than I do. Keys, piano keys, you know? <laughs> so he was so worried you about that. You had it right. Well, yeah. I, right. That's what I thought. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you so, had it I right. Think I think I'm the only Meredith Corning. I haven't found any other Meredith Corning. Well, so. I pulled up at a wedding last Saturday. And yes, folks, I had a wedding last Saturday. And until now, I have a wedding this Saturday uh, down in Monticello. So, uh, uh, you know, things are still going. I guess we'll be d- distancing each other, but I pulled up and I have keys Dan on the back of my, my uh, little vehicle. And, and it, and somebody said, the locksmith's here keys. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, usually I finish these things off with last words for the people. I'm going to give Meredith Corning the first last words for the people. It could be some words of advice, words to live by, or just something that pops in your head at this particular time and moment. Meredith Corning, last words for the people. Last words for the people. Hey, chill out out there. It's all going to be all right. (laughs) Sydney Rash. All right. You get the same thing. Last words for the people. I agree with Meredith. And also, like, I'm super excited that we got to do this because Meredith is one of my best friends. And I just want everybody in the world to know how much I love Meredith. Aww, and I love Sydney. Last word, last word. (laughs) Well, there you have it, party people. Meredith Corning and Sydney Rash, two very talented young ladies. Just fantastic talking to them and finding out a little bit more about them. You know, if you have a wedding, uh, please (laughs) order up these two fine folks to work for you. Uh, Meredith will help you plan it and uh, Sydney will help you capture those memories. Uh, you know, I've, I've gotten the pleasure of working. I think I've worked, I've actually worked with the both of them. And, you know, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, you know, after the fact, oh yeah, that's right. She did take pictures at that one wedding. <laughs> I remember. And Meredith was there too. So yeah, we've all worked together. It's been a little while though. So I'd like to work with them every week. How about that? So call uh, call Sydney Rash or Meredith Corning for all your wedding needs. And uh, if I mean, if you need a DJ, I'm there. I'm there. I'm not too old for this yet. You know, I, I figure. You know, she was talking about uh, Meredith was talking about if she ever if it ever gets too much, she's going to open up her her marketing uh, venture back up and and help to market help people. Uh, you know, keep themselves out in the public eye and that kind of thing. PR firm. And every time I think, man, am I too old for this? I I do another wedding or a prom or, you know, people of all ages and they all seem to be happy with my performance. So I guess I'll keep going. Have equipment. We'll travel. Thank you so much, Meredith Corning and Sydney Rash for being on the program. What makes you famous? 
And if you, yes, now I'm talking to you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to What? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by forgive everyone everything a public service message from radio what.com the music you want.